Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Rancher Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters we call the Super Ranchers. For more information on how you can become a Super Rancher and listen to the Sun Rancher Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. You know what? Uh, The way you screamed that made it sound like your shoulder is killing you. Absolutely. Look at that. We got we got a man down here on the show today. Michael Cotton coming in after 100 pitches. He gave it his all. And uh, unfortunately, now he's in Illinois. I made it eight and two thirds innings. And uh, somehow David fucking Ross walked out there and kicked (laughs) me off the mound. Uh, And we are joined also by somebody with a much more supple shoulder in much better shape. And he's showing them shoulders shoulders. baby. (laughs) This Uh, is not out, Crawley. You know that, right? It was up here, man. There's still people out here. I'm looking right now on their jet skis outside. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cotton's jet skiing days are done now that he threw 100 pitches. He'll never never hold on to anything again. Uh, This show is brought to you by our 115 Patreon supporters. Thank you to all of you that support. Yeah, we're we're like, we're moving on up, moving on up. Um, So thank you to all of you that support the Sun Ranto Show here on Patreon. And as always, here is a Frank Chance postcard, and you could win it by putting hashtag chance with a capital C in the chat. And I will send you a postcard. If you win at the end of this show, we will pick a winner. If I remember. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Crawley, welcome back to the Sun Ranto show. You didn't really even leave. you like, I just, I'm like, well, well, Crawley, you got to come back you, on it. He missed Tell one him. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He missed, he misses one. What show. I miss. Yeah. And you would have missed that one anyway, because you were preparing for the Marcus Stroman event anyhow. Well, I was and- laughing because, you know, we were preparing for the Marcus Stroman event and I was going to get home at a decent hour and get some sleep and blah, blah, blah. But that never happens when you go to club 400. Nope. Ray Burris comes in from the airport, drinks get poured and, and all of a sudden I'm driving home and, and, uh, I, I'm like sitting there and I look at my phone. It's notifications. Sanranto shows on. I'm like, okay. So I was just listening in my car on the way home. I'm like, Danny, how's the show? I'm like, it's like 1130. I'm in bed. He's like, still going. So we're still on it, baby. We're still going. We're still on the show. You want to come on? He's like, I'm going to go to bed. Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh-huh. 
So uh, you know how we roll around here. That's You're like, yeah, that's why I stepped away and did my own fucking <laughs> podcast. It's only fucking 45 minutes, you idiots. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, welcome back. And uh, the reason I wanted you to come on is to tell us about, like, the awesome uh, event you guys threw with the Lost Boys out of Club 400. You were the the uh, moderator of the uh, Marcus, of the uh, Q&A with Marcus Stroman. And I'm really sorry to miss it. I tested positive for COVID yet once again on Friday. Um Anyway, that's my own sad story, but I want to hear about the good stuff. And then when you're get, you get done, we'll let you go. And I'm going to play a premiere of the song that I was going to play for Marcus Stroman at the event. But instead, I sat in my bedroom and recorded for four hours like a nerd. But, like, tell us all about it, Crawley, and uh, what happened out there at uh, Club 400. As you guys know, there is no party like a club 400 party you kind of roll up and the signs up with Strowman right here for the podcast listeners you got the Strowman logo and the club 400 on the left uh, hdmh just an awesome picture on the right big tent outside because it's mostly an outdoor event so many let me tell you this about marcus Strowman, man that guy came rolling up with jerseys uh balls like uh, like these are this is like almost every i think probably every player on the team or anyone that matters say a suzuki ball Wow. Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel, like uh, Kyle Hendricks. They're, nice. So these were all raffle prizes that were just absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, people donated stuff to be auctioned off. We know our good friend Matt Kammerer. I got to uh, get that. I was going to ask you to get me one, and I totally forgot to ask you, but I'm, I'm sure I can still get one. Right. Yeah, you know who to talk to. <laughs> yeah, that's the original, though, isn't it? So that's I, the original I, that was going to be auctioned. That's not a print. Yeah. Now, how much did that get auctioned off for? If For those that don't know Matt Kammerer's work, it's he paints uh, or draws on top of maps of Chicago and he uses all sorts of different maps. And uh, so if you've got any really cool maps, like definitely bring my attention to him, because uh, every time I've seen a cool Chicago map, I've shown it to Matt and he's like, oh, I got to get that. But uh, he's he drew Marcus, uh, you know, just kind of his uh, portrait and also him pitching on the map over uh, the city of Chicago. It just looks amazing. How much did this go for in the auction? So that's the funny thing is is that the Q&A was um, before the auction. So I was with Marcus and his people kind of like in like a hospitality room, yeah. kind of just waiting to get called on. So this was kind of a – for me, it was different because I was working a little bit more of the party as opposed to kind of like just like, you know, doing my thing where I just bounce around and shit. Yeah. So like I love taking pictures of everything, and I don't have as many pictures this time around just because of where I was. And I was working my tail off, man. It was It was a lot of work. So it was – um, you know, this is uh Bill Watts fly the wood. I, I think this is one of his best signs. It was really kick ass. It's that, that's abs that's absolutely beautiful. I love uh like he, he really got the the silhouette thing in there. The zero. That's awesome. He's got yeah, the zero, yeah. the Marcus on the silhouette, and which that's like the eighty four bear, right? Yeah, that's the eighty four logo with the zero and with the uh scroll. And then um that was auctioned off, autographed by Marcus Stroman. And then this was a gift. So one of the original cameras we gave to Strowman, and then this number zero with his number with the pinstripe that lights up, that went to Strowman. Um, they had th- this was the logo, but it's on this amazing sign. It's like this acrylic. I don't even know how they do it, but it's insane. It's totally cool looking. So it's, that's not a three D sign, even though it looks three D. Yeah, correct. All right, right. That does look three D. That's like an optical illusion right there. That's amazing. So what ends up happening is Stro and his people from HDMH are there. And, and so we get them in, uh, you know, in one of the uh, rooms, the hospitality room. And then Levante and all the kids come in. And the uh, HDMH, Marcus's foundation, got every one of the kids' uh, jersey size. And they all got custom-made Marcus Stroman jerseys. 
Oh, Everyone that's awesome. Wow. I'm, t- I'm telling you what, this Club 400, just straight up getting into the South Side and stealing some fans. Stealing some <laughs> fans. And so they come down and Marcus comes down and Marcus says, I want an hour with just the kids. I don't want to talk to anybody else. I just want to talk to the kids. So it was probably about like 40, 45 minutes. And the kids all of a sudden, you know how they are, shy at first. And then all of a sudden the questions are flying mm-hmm. fast and furious. And it was insane. And so the good thing is, is all of a sudden, you know, now it's the Stroh show. He's taking the kids and talking to them. So me and me and the uh, Lost Boy crew ended yeah, up being able to drink a few beers and uh, and just kind of enjoy kind of letting those kids have fun. Stewart's in there and Rob Kutrab's in there and Levante. And so we were, we were having some fun. Um, yeah. You Keep know, going. so after after that happens, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Zoot just skipped a note, man. <laughs> after that happens, uh, you know, opening ceremonies. Ray Burris threw out the first pitch, and one of the Lost Boys, uh, I forget her name, she caught it, and she did a great job. Um, I will tell you one thing, though. We always do the national anthem, and this time around, the national anthem was sung by John Benedict, the organ. He sings great, dude. Have you ever sing, heard him sing? Um, oh, my uh, God. I've heard him sing Les Mis. Like, he sings the Bring Him Home, which is, like, one of the big tenor numbers in that show. And he, he sings the hell out. The dude can sing. He's not just an organ player. Like, he's got a voice on him. Like, uh, he sounds like an angel. He's great. Dude, I'm, I'm just telling you from my experience, man, I, I've seen John sing a million times, but it's all, like, rock and roll songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Get Back or... Just something that's got, you know what I mean? Like, not saying it's not hard to sing, right? But it's not like the anthem or Broadway tunes or nothing like that. So this is like right. the first time I ever heard heard Johnny sing, and I like that, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah. Wayne Wayne Mesmer and John Vincent, you better look out, man. Benedict's coming for you next. Well, he's busy up there. He's got the organ thing to do. The the Cubs, you know how the Cubs will love it. They'll be like, "Oh, he sit, he can sing and play the organ." We only have to play pay one guy. Perfect. He's like, two for the you know, price of one. Yeah. We could just run with a 39-man roster. No problem. Well, don't I, – I feel like – didn't they hire, like, three organists? Yeah, well, they, two. They'll, they they make him come in on, they'll make him come in on his day off. Yeah. <laughs> and then he and then one dropped off right away, and then the, the, the two have stayed since 20. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. what do you pay? No, no, I can't <laughs> do that. That's what the first one said. <laughs> so, uh, Levante and Stewart, they were, they were a crack up. And then Levante, you know how good he is on the mic. Yeah, uh, he's just, great. Just, He's funny, you know. charming. Yeah, he he charms the room and just like one of the greatest guys. And um, yeah, and 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 it, you know, it no room's too big for him. Like I've seen him speak in big rooms. I've seen him speak to um, like kids, adults, rickets. Like it, nothing phases the guy. So it's very cool. <laughs> it's yeah, tough I, speaking to rickets. Well, I, I mean, it's it's awkward. You're like, oh, do I do there I were punch a ton him? Do of I rant- steal something? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I will say there were a ton of ranters there, and I really appreciate the support of all of them coming out. I didn't see Bill Sugars. He was everybody's looking for Bill Sugars, but uh, Bernie uh, Robert Sanchez, uh, Cub Druggist, was there. He said twelve hundred dollar bid on that wooden sign that we talked about. Yeah, so yours for twelve hundred dollars. Uh, Bernie hey. was there. I talked to Bernie and her friends, and she said so touching. I was tearing up. There was a I've lot got of this really vintage radio. Do I hear one thousand? <laughs> Do I hear one thousand and one? One. Th- I mean, we'll, people. Danny will bus, paint. Let's go. <laughs> Danny will paint a zero on it. Yeah, it's from two thousand two. This radio, Radio Shack, Radio Shack's not even around anymore. This vintage. <laughs> so Strowman came out and introduced him. You know, he talked to the people before, you know, that everything starts. And so Strowman talks for a little bit. And then after that, you could see in the background, they have dueling pianos. They were really, really good. These guys that were doing that. 
Uh, the food Very came cool. out. It was great. Everybody's getting pictures. I do want to say something. Though. This was absolutely one of my favorite moments. All of a sudden, I hear the kids screaming and yelling, and I'm like, all right, let's check, see what's going on. It sounds like a lot of fun. Cause it, but it was like not like bad, like just like laughter. I'm hearing laughter and screaming and crazy. David Booth is one of the greatest magicians I've ever seen in my life. And all of a sudden, he's at the side of the house. This is the side of Stu's house right here. And this is like, I, this is one picture. I didn't send them all up there, but just had like a lot of good, like you can see the faces of the kids really well here. But like everybody is absolutely just like amazed, like blow, their minds blown with David and his magic tricks, man. And it was just like just the laughter of kids you know, just having I can't, fun. It I'll was tell unreal. You that David Booth, he just, he does up close magic tricks that's his thing he's up close and he's just like uh and he does like it's like coins he makes coins disappear card tricks and things like that and the thing about a guy like that is it's sleight of hand that you you get nervous being around him because you really feel like your wallet's going to be gone anytime <laughs> he, can to- he can totally lift anything I, off that, you that is danny's straight up neuroses right there he's like <laughs> Who's after my fucking wallet what the fuck <laughs> so you 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 have the you know Everybody like knows you got no money in that wallet danny yeah, well, you're I, safe. It's, i've got freaking gas money for the way home you got <laughs> you got the uh you got the magician, you got the food, everyone's going in, getting their pictures and, and Strowman, uh, uh, you know, he was just great with the people getting their pictures and stuff like that. And then the auctions come, which I was talking about. And so finally, Hey, uh, Robert Sanchez says that 1200, he didn't get it. So it went higher than that. Oh, geez. Yeah, okay. 1200. I, I think it went, I think Robert, correct me. I, so we were listening. So, so Stu's house, we were like, like there, it's like we're in the kitchen area where Marcus like was signing some stuff, and then we kind of waited for our, oh Daryl, Daryl got it, Coach D got it. Oh, oh, that, oh, my bestie. I don't know if she was mad that he bought it or what, but uh, yeah, Daryl got it. Man, I forgot about that. There was a lot that happened. I forgot a lot, a lot of things, but uh, it was it was absolutely crazy. So um, then we're at this like balcony. Stu has like two balconies, like one down there, like one down there and one up there. And so then Stroman, myself and his people come down there and we're going to do the Q and a, which was awesome because he's such a well-spoken, articulate, insightful. He's not like, Hey, I just want to do whatever I can for the team type guy. Like he just, he really thinks about the questions and tries to like, not give you a bullshit answer. He's a philosopher. He, he, he likes to go around barefoot. He, he, you know, he does. <laughs> he, 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 he likes, wants to treat his feet like hands and stuff. It was just ridiculous though. I mean, it was, it was, it was just fun being up there with them and talking and kind of just getting to know the person, you know? And, and I always say like, I've met a lot of these baseball players and there are certain people, let's say go with Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber's a baseball rat. He lives, eats, breathes, shits baseball which might be painful, but, uh, you know, <laughs> not with the new, uh, dead ball. It's like not a problem. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the pitchers say it's real slick, but, uh, the, the, the issue that you deal with more than anything with Stroman is like, he's a guy that reminds me like when I talked to Madden before and some other people like baseball is like a part of his life. It's not his life. Yeah. Like there's other things that he cares about, other things that he wants to do. And he can, he can talk about a lot of different things and not just baseball. You know what I mean? Like, he he considers himself an entrepreneur. He's played he's played on rap albums and 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 has performed. Like there's the guy is just kind of like a renaissance man of just being able to do a lot of things at a high level, and uh, it's really cool to talk to somebody like that. 
Very cool. Well, uh, do you have a final tally yet on what was raised for the the Lost Boys slash HDMH slash uh, Club 400? Not Bernie a final says the Q&A was off, awesome. The, not the uh, – uh, and then Shannon Tompkins was there. It sounds like – yeah, it was absolutely a fabulous event. And uh, Kimmer, your stuff I thought did get auctioned off, Matt. I think this is Matt right here. Okay, we got, so little, we got some uh, chat going on for the podcast, people. Uh, the one event my art didn't get auctioned off. Thanks, FedEx. So, yeah, there was, there was a little issue with FedEx, but it did get auctioned off, I believe. But um, Supply chain, you know. We're going to uh, get reframed. Okay, all so, right. So that was the issue, but it was, it was, it was great. And, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, no, Daryl, I did not put any pictures of the Boys Who Sweat performance. Uh, there was a lot that went on in the after hours if you didn't go. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what happens at Club 400 stays at Club 400. You got to buy a ticket to see some of the good stuff. Uh, that, we don't, we don't really want to go here, but uh, Joe right. Kilgallen. The, the after party is extra. It's a little bit extra, and again, all of it is going to these charities. So uh, we had uh, After Party, and we had uh, Joe Kilgown was there, was uh, the MC and stuff like that. So it was it was a lot of fun. Very so, cool. So, um, you know, all I can tell you is there's a couple new uh, potential Club 400 events in the pipe, in the pipes, in the, in the works. And uh, I would say that, uh, you know, if you were there, you know how much fun it was. And I would recommend that uh, you kind of uh, follow the Club 400 uh, Facebook page and don't miss out because and to, st- stuff that's Club coming Four, up is going to be great. Club 400 Cubs, too, is the Twitter as well. All the information will be there. And then you can just uh, search for it on Facebook. You'll find it, Club 400. And don't they They uh, have a podcast as well, don't they? Yeah. They have a yeah. podcast. So they you, have I the, think you can search Club 400 for that. Uh-oh. We we got we got somebody in the in the green room here that uh, is taking issue with. Uh, he's a little late to the show, but it, uh, he's get out of my seat. Crawley is here. In, <laughs> in, uh, Lyle listen, Aker, listen, beast of bourbon on the show. Listen, Crawley, it hurts like hell to shit a baseball. Hurts like <laughs> hell. Oh my god, man, that was a tough day. Anyway, get the fuck out of my seat. Go back to your radio station. Go go leave us. Go leave us. Poor people here to do what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go get paid to do what we do yeah. for free. Yeah, put, yeah, put your shit. What do you got? What do I got? Fly the W, episode two, <laughs> dropping tomorrow. An Odyssey original on 670, the score. Uh, it's we, we will be talking about the Stroh event a little bit. We got uh, some other guests that are going to be popping on. So episode two, uh, thank you for all the positive comments about episode one. And, uh, and I have kept the seat warm enough, Lyle, so... Uh, but I do want to hear Danny's song. I gotta, I gotta hear this because. Well, well did uh, you see first? Uh, I just as a little gift, we we made you a Fly the W T-shirt. So look at that. That's just for you. That is high quality. That's I'm gonna high, get high quality <laughs> shirt. We got the Fly the W. We got Clark. He's flying his own W there. That's not and, the only thing he's flying. Yeah, his wang, the W. <laughs> fly the wang. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna play. Uh, we'll get Clark's dick off the screen in a moment as I play. A new Marcus Strobe. This is the song I was going to play, but instead I, uh, you know, put down a drum track and played a little bass and guitar and sang it and spent four hours doing that shit. So we're going to play that song, then we'll be right back and we'll talk with Eric Wheelow. We're going to do things a little bit out of order because uh, we got a Brewers preview to kind of knock out first because uh, uh, I think the cops are chasing him. So we're just going to bring on uh, – well, here's the song. 
Marcus Stroman takes the field. You're about to get served. Other teams' runners won't get around third. Top on the show. He came to throw. Cause he's got throw, 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 throw. Helping out kids with height doesn't measure hearts. When Stroman pitches, he is always throwing darts. Top on the show. He came through. Cubby's got strolls, 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 strolls. We got an awesome pitcher in Chicago, the first to wear number zero. He was pitching for a while with Toronto, played with the Mets a year ago. No one can blow, but Marcus knows to keep it low. Pit boy control, so it's gonna strike him out and take a little stroll. Does his thing when he gets on a roll, throws the heater and it explodes. Wrigley Field and out to the road, swing and miss when he's in beast mode. A fashion line of HDMH blows, never gets tight when he's down three. Switching the pitch from the fast to the slow Retire 27 in a row Marcus Stroman takes the field You're about to get served Other team's runners won't get around third Time for the show He came to throw Cubby's got throw, 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 throw Helping out kids with height doesn't measure heart When Stroman pitches, he is always throwing darts Time for the show, he came to throw Cubby's got strolls, 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 strolls We're going to root for Marcus Stroman He's got millions of fans across Chicago land Cheering up in the stands Don't make October plans We'll be World Series champs Cause Marcus is the man Marcus Stroman takes the field You're about to get served Other team's runners won't get around third Top of the show He came to throw Cubby's got strolls, 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 strolls Helping out kids with a dozen measure hearts When Stroman pitches, he is always throwing touch Top of the show He came to throw Cubby's got strolls, 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 So, <laughs> welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show, and um, I accidentally still have the picture of Clark flying the W there. Uh, we are back here with uh, Danny Rocket. Uh, we got Michael Cotton here, and uh, and what the fuck is a Crawley, otherwise known as Lyle Aker, uh, also back on the show, Beast of Bourbon. Um, uh, we're going to do things a little bit out of order for a moment. Uh, we, we got a lot to get through. We are going to do a Brewers preview. We're going to uh, talk about some things across the league, like Jack Peterson getting slapped in the face. And we are also going to talk about this two-game set with the White Sox. But I think we'll do the White Sox thing last, and then uh, we'll get out of here. But uh, let's first bring out Eric Wheeler. We don't have, we don't have a lot of time. So we're getting a bit of an echo on you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can you, hear you, me, every, me twice. Like, oh, I got an echo going. Yeah, we'll yeah you, your, speaker your speaker is going through your microphone. I don't even have headphones on. I uh, I gotta go get a headphone set. This is uh this is what the Cubs. 
So much better when it's quiet. Yeah, it's so much better when it's quiet. Right, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna take you out. God, he's so much more tolerable when you can't hear him speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this stand. again. Eric, do we got you? No, we, no, we don't. We don't getting, have. Him. He's getting headphones. Oh yeah, he's getting headphones. All right, we're gonna we're gonna mute him for a moment as he as he gets that. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna do things a little bit out of, out of order. I'm gonna give you some like brewer shit that's uh, going on. We, they come in tomorrow. We got four games against them. Uh, one of them's a makeup game from the second game of the season. Uh, Cubs are three and three versus the Brewers. Uh, we've been uh, outscored twenty nine to twenty three at this point. Uh, the Brewers are twenty nine and eighteen. Uh, th- what did they do today? Oh, we don't even know. All right, hold on. I'll unmute it. Eric. Do we got you back? Yo, your mic's not connected. You should co- you should go out and then come back in. Like go out completely and then come back in. And that that might work. The old um, in and out. The old in, the old in out <laughs> in out, as they say in the business. Um, Since you're fucking the show, you might as well just keep going in and out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need some lubrication. Um. <laughs> so uh, the uh, we lost uh, the well, we won two or three in that first opening series, but it was supposed to be a four game set. That didn't happen. One of the games is going to be tomorrow. Then we went on the road, and we lost two or three to them over there. Uh, right before they came in here, they um, they beat San Diego and D.C., but they lost two or three to the Cardinals um, last I looked, and I don't know what happened today. Um, anybody know? Anybody anybody <laughs> keeping up on this? No, that was, that was supposed to be Eric's job. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to phone it in here uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> looks like they won today, so they did manage to win today. Uh, let's bring Eric in. Eric, you won today. Congratulations! You 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 oh. lost to it. You finally managed to get out of St. Louis with the win somehow. Well, we win most days this season, so let's uh, not act like this is an anomaly. I mean, something the Cubs aren't used to at this point. Uh, so, so now you're thirty and eighteen. Yeah, thirty and yeah, eighteen. 30. Just won two or three against real teams like the Padres, and then split a series against another real team like St. Louis. You know, not bottom feeding against uh, Reds. Hey, teams hey, like you guys. Cubs did pretty well against the Padres. <laughs> yeah, Cubs won to Padres. Cubs beat the Padres two or three two. What are you? What are you freaking? Uh, what? What a medal! How do you're you, probably going to win a medal. <laughs> Didn't you lose like twenty to three to the Reds two days ago? No, that was the Pirates. That was t- oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the Reds. 20, and and the it Reds. was twenty to five, Eric. It <laughs> oh, was I'm twenty sorry. to five. 20 to yeah. five. Yeah, Look, but we Stroman's, also Stroman's a great guy. But let's be honest: if you're making theme songs about him, your team's not going to be very good. That's. Uh... <laughs> Um, well, he's, he's what we got, so that's who we write about our songs about. But yeah, I want to put up some, just some, as long as we got you on the show, put up some comparative stats. You're not exactly, uh, you know, hitting the cover off the ball there. You're 11th in OPS, Cubs are 15th. Yeah, and Homer's your third, so you're hitting them out of the park. I get it. Cubs are 16th, they're in the middle of the road. Strikeouts, though, you're the seventh worst. You're striking out all over the place. So are the Cubs, but we're not even trying. Brewers, they're taking their walks, but they're about the same as the Cubs. They're eighth in the league. Cubs are 11th. Stolen bases, you guys are stealing some bases. The Cubs are stealing bases. You're like top of the half of the league. Um, but when it comes to runs, you've only scored 13 more runs than the Cubs the entire season. You're 10th in runs scored. You're an NL Central team, you know, like – how do you respond to this? Like, you don't have the offense to just to roll over the Dodgers or something like that, or or the Mets or or, or even the Phillies for that matter. 
Well, we have a plus 41 run differential because we have great pitching. So you don't really need a great offense when you're just sending out an ace after an ace after an ace. If you saw Corbin Burns today, I mean, he's beating his numbers last year in a year that he won the Cy Young Award, okay? And this is a season where Woodruff kind of just went down. Uh, Peralta, he's he's hurt right now. He's coming back. But we have these young guys. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Ashby's of the world that are coming up. And the starting we'll rotation has been unbelievable. And hey, yeah. Josh, I feel like Burn, Josh Hader. I feel like Burns' only bad game was against the Cubs. Yeah, he started, and that was the first <laughs> start of the season. And then he yeah. turned it around yeah. immediately. I mean, look, yeah. the Would, offense isn't there, and there have been some injuries. We started the year without Luis Urias, who was our third baseman, starting third baseman. So we've been filling it in there. And then Willie Adams, our shortstop, he's been out. He's been injured. He might come back for this series. And Lorenzo Cain, that's the end of a deal that's very old, and we don't really know what to do in center field. McCutcheon's been on and off the injured list. Like, we're just piecing this team together right now, and I think that's this offense will turn around. I think it is a good offense, and that's going to progress. And if the pitching stays where it's at, the Brewers are going to be a really good team. We can compete against those teams you listed. And then you got your bullpen, and I'll just put up these numbers again. Uh, your ERA isn't really, like, it, 333 to the Cubs, 357. That's 10th and 15th. Homers allowed. You're not you're not allowing home runs out of the pen. Uh, third best. Cubs are third worst. We're, we're giving up the long ball out of the pen. Strikeouts, Cubs are still number one. Brewers are in the middle, so I don't know if uh, that, that seems like a different thing. When you used to have um, – who was the guy? He's hurt too. Um, the, your eighth inning guy. Not oh, Hayner, uh, but the guy. Uh, Williams. Devin Williams. Yeah, yeah, Devin Williams. Like, he, he used to – I mean, th- that was just like – sometimes they just strike out six in a row, like, some, between the two of them. So with, but so it's with not him, as this a, year. he was uh, tipping his pitches, and they kind of found a hitch in his pitch or something that people were reading, and uh, he's starting to come around again. Another guy that started out slow. So I think that isn't telling of what this back end of this bullpen can be, which I think is, at its greatest, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if had the relievers – we had the relievers of the year three years in a row, and two of those guys are still back in that the, the back of that bullpen up. And then you, you are just all rainbows and sunshine, hey, aren't hey, you? If, if I was in first, <laughs> if I was in first place, I might feel positive too. But instead, I went to a game today when I watched the freaking Cubs like basically boot the game away three times in a very winnable situation. So I, we'll get into that later. Maybe, but. maybe that's what's rankling me is I just don't know what that's fucking like for the last couple of years. Like, yeah, I, just, yeah, I mean, you know, you say like, oh, look at you. It's good when you're in first place. Guys, we've been to the playoffs, what, four, four years in a row here? Won the yeah, division way more than those the times. I mean, I told Danny, I'm, you, I'm really going to piss know you guys sucks. off when I – you know what's going to suck is when I start calling you guys our little brother, which I'm I'm really close to doing at this point. Hey, hey, and we deserve it at this point, to be honest, because if we're not gonna if we're gonna act like that, if we're just gonna be like get excited for every freaking single A guy that hits a home run in Myrtle Beach, then like we deserve it because we're acting like little little kids, like we're acting like we're shills for billionaires, being like, oh, it's great that was they're paying him forty three dollars a minute, you know? To I mean, it's it's just uh, it's. Uh, or a, a year at freaking, uh, you know, hit homers at Myrtle Beach. And it's just, it, you know, it's ridiculous that we would be uh, excited by anything that's going on with the big. Yeah, the, o- right the now, only you know? thing we've been able to talk shit about for the last couple of years is the fact that, like, we actually have fans at our games. Yeah. But that doesn't even happen anymore. Yeah, that's we, 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 get, 
Yeah, you gave that up. So, uh, so it's like the Blackhawks. They were good for a while, and you guys were all the biggest fans until they sucked again. Now nobody's at those games. I mean, no. three championships is a little more than just good for a while. Yeah. No, yeah. I meant that's a good team, but once they weren't good anymore, the fans stopped they, showing up. Yeah, they stopped going. Chicago yeah. can be very fair weather. I mean, that's how I feel about it. Well, the Cubs fans usually aren't, but we're consistently now not showing up. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, I love that the fact you're just like, we're not fair weather. We're not foul yeah. weather. We're nope. just fucking, we're just not we're there. We're the weather, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys are kind of brutal in the field a little bit. Uh, I mean, eight, eighth worst in errors. Uh, Cubs are better than league average at 13, which would surprise a lot of people. I can't believe that. Yeah, I know. That means that there's a lot of even worse defensive teams in the Cubs, and that's hard to believe. Uh, the, the defensive efficiency ratio or is a uh, 701 or 17th best. So right in the middle of the road, uh, Cubs are not getting the outs. They're eighth worst. Caught stealing percentage, though, fourth best. Uh, who's, who's catching for you guys right now? Uh, Narvaez. Okay, Omar Navias. So he's throwing guys out. Cubs are kind of middle of the road at that kind of position. So those are just some comparative stats between the Cubs and the Brewers. But I'm like, I'm not that impressed, except for your starters. And that's really where – and we're not going to see – well, we don't see Burns. That's the only one we probably don't see. I did not see who's starting both games tomorrow. I know we got uh, Ashby in game one, who's a lefty. 291 earn run average. I believe he's going against – I don't know if he's going against Smiley or Smiley's pitching tomorrow because we got two games to get through. Um, I'm going to look it up right now to see if it's actually been announced specifically. Specifically, Oh, no, you got Small and Swarmer. We got Swarmer going for the Cubs. I know Schwarmer. nothing about – I know, got, I know nothing about – I know coming. nothing – Small, though, is a left-handed pitcher as well. Do you know anything about your pitcher, Small? Uh, yeah, we just called him up. So this is going to be his first start for the Brewers. He's the ace of our AAA team. And the guy's nice. been it's gonna be It's going to yeah. be two first-timers out there. They're gonna two be, first-timers. They're going to be out there hugging each other and having a good time and just like, woo! It's going to feel like a lot of the Cubs games where you don't know the majority of the players that are playing that day. But that's uh, there's a lot of hope for this kid. He, he got called up once, went down, did, I think, one inning of relief. Now he's coming up and getting a start. And he's been lights out in AAA, and there's a lot of high hope. And if the Brewers do anything great, it's developing young pitchers. And I think we've seen it with the Woodruff, with the Burns, with the Aaron Ashby's. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot no, to look up. This guy's going to pitch a no-hitter tomorrow. It is yeah, that's no what's going to happen. Well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, he's lights out going against AAA players. So he should fit right in going against AAA players. I mean, exactly. it's kind of what we have. He's, he, he used to room with half of these guys just in the winter. <laughs> he knows them. Um, so we got a guy named Swarmer going. I'm looking him up right now. He was, was down at Iowa. He's got a 208 ERA, pitched in nine games. He started five of them, pitched in 39 innings, uh, gave up 23 hits in those 39 innings, had 42 strikeouts in those 39 innings and kept batters at a 157 batting average. So um, Matt Swarmer, everybody, the Matt Swarmer Cubs era has begun. It, and I will be there tomorrow. And then we'll get Ashby and Smiley, which is the normal game, I guess. Was he yeah. already on the 40-man or is this one of those, uh, is it the the doubleheader extra guy? 
He's probably like, the, he's got to be a doubleheader extra guy. Yeah, so, so like yeah, he doesn't yeah. count against the forty man or whatever. I guess we probably should have looked up that before. But well, yeah, I'm, well, I'm it like, would have been nice if they released the information before, like five minutes before the show, so that, that maybe it, I would have had time right. for, to do that. But I, well, they they were saying the same fucking thing. They they're there on Gallagher Way in the office, like. What Can we, we bring him up? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Does he have to be on a 40 man? Who yeah, knows? Know. Somebody call book. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Ask call Joe West. So uh then with in all the, the money game, you guys are uh, with all the money you guys are saving, I'm surprised you just don't run a 35 man roster out of there for budget cuts, you know. It would be fine with Ricketts. He would actually really <laughs> like that. So Alan Ashby, lefty going against Smiley. Uh Alan Ashby's got a 291 ERA. Smiley's got a 408. Uh, this game's at 6 o'clock. Uh, the last time Ashby went out there, he gave up four hits and one run through 5.2 against the Padres. He's a slider at 83 and a sinker at 96, and then a change at 89, mixes in a curve, got a four-seam or two. So this is what he's been doing this year. He's not going to give you a lot of length. That was 5.2 is his, is his uh, tops. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um Yeah. I mean, not this a is lot kinda, of length. I mean, not a lot was, of length, but you feel it. He was coming out of the bullpen doing a stretch, seventh, eighth inning, sixth, seventh inning for us all last year. So this is his first time getting a shot in the starting rotation. And the Brewers were running a six-man rotation. He was the sixth guy. So, yeah, that's why you're not seeing a lot of innings out of him. But with the injuries, I can see him getting a more, little more length with Craig Council. With a lot of these teams, I think you're seeing that some of these guys are getting some breaks, and they're going to need to step up. So. This is his shot. This is him to shine, him to show it. And he proves he can go almost six innings when he's when he's right. And uh, then in game three, which will be well, – we'll talk about Smiley really quick. He went out there. Oh, I love Cincinnati. me some Smiley. So only Smiley. 5.2 5. 5. innings, uh, four hits, three runs. He pitched okay. It was, it was fine. 101 innings, he gave you the length out of the situation. The Brewers have seen him a little bit. McCutcheon's got two dongs off of him in only 10 at-bats. He's batting 300. So uh, Lorenzo Kane sees him well. But as you said, you, you, what, is he a little banged up or just kind of at the back end of his situation right now? I mean, he hit a home run today, but he's been absolutely terrible oh, at the good. plate this year. Um, I'm glad and- he hit one today because uh, now he that's his like quota for the next two weeks at least. Well, yeah, well, the way that they play him, he might be on the bench tomorrow. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, well, he's a cub killer. Player. Yeah, he's a cub no, killer. He'll be in notorious. There. Yeah. So then uh, Eric Lauer is going out there against the Cubs, and he's five and one with a two thirty one. Where do you get these guys? Another Bandit. freaking left handed absolute stud this year, man. She was part. He was part of this deal that uh, we got him from the Padres. We sent Zach Davies over and Trent Grisham, and we got you traded her- Zach Davies for like this. Dude with a two thirty one ERA yes. that's five and one. He had potential. This is what David. Hold on a second. Does. Hold on a second. Can somebody over there explain to our front office that Zach Davies is somehow worth something? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> because they they fucking they didn't do that. Well, so uh, our numbers against him, there's not a lot. Nobody has got more than five at bats. Jan Gomes has a home run, but unfortunately, I think he's still on the shelf. I think uh, he's split in half. Yeah. Uh, and um, Wilson's got a couple hits. Wisdom's got a hit. Hayward hits him well, but 
He's three for five, but, uh, you know, Hayward's just not around anymore. He's got COVID, right? Yeah, I guess so. Long COVID. They're long like, hey, COVID. Uh, let's make this a little longer. Oh, you feel another <laughs> symptom, right? You know, He's got that 60-day yeah. IL COVID. Yeah, you got that brain fog, don't you? We need the 40-man spot. So, um, <laughs> But the thing with Lauer, bit, get- Lauer that you're going to see is that he bulked up, and he added a cutter to it. He has a lot more velocity. He's striking out a lot more batters. And he's just going to bang it out, man. That's what he's going to do. And uh, yeah, he's second and he's on the team to... in strikeouts. And it's like him and Corbin Birds have been 1-1-A. And Woodruff and he's actually got a hasn't four, been that great. Yeah. He's got a 4-5 uh, pitch mix as well. Pitch mix. That's hard to say. Yeah. So then uh, then we got – oh, Justin Steele's going in this game. And he mm, he's was a the kid. recipient <laughs> – of the two-inning uh, seven-run onslaught from the powerhouse Cincinnati Reds last week in which the Cubs lost 20-5. to five. and um, still, still pitches well against the Brewers, man. We've always struggled against them. I can never understand why. Well, and we'll take a look at kind of what it, what it goes what goes on against them. Uh, Willie Adamas, who you said has been hurt, has got a home run off of him. He's really the only one. There's not a lot to look at here. Colton Wong's one for eight. Um, you know, he's seen him the most. But yeah, there's uh, two twenty six batting average and sixty two abs, five sixty eight ops as a team. And then uh, Woodruff is going to go out there, and he's not having the year that you thought he was going to have. Uh, because like, look at he's got a 4.74 ERA. We kicked his butt on opening day, or yeah. was that no? Is that not opening day? The, uh, the second, second game, the second yep. game, which was actually the third game, or you know what I mean? Uh, it would, was going to be the third game on the Saturday, and we kicked his butt. We got seven runs and three point two innings off of him, and then he blew up against Cincinnati as well, Mister Man. So he gave up six runs, five earned, and four point well, one against Cincinnati. Mr. Mr. Lo- tough guy. I love that your brag is, well, you do bad against the Reds too sometimes. Well, well you do bad against the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got beat by the Reds as well. We suck as bad as you, yeah, as so as we're as equally it. sucky. Oh, I love it. Uh, Woodruff might not go in this game, to be honest with you. I know he's listed, but he did kind of twerk his ankle up, and they don't really know what's going on. They're not too worried about it, but being the Cubs – and not having to worry about you guys at all, I could see them maybe just going with somebody else. You know, the he Mets tried manage. to do that last year. Uh, they they took their best pitchers out of that series just because they were like, eh, the fucking Cubs. And I think they, <laughs> yeah. the Cubs swept them. <laughs> yeah, so. we're not. We don't really need the wins. Yeah, and then um, uh, w- the Cubs actually they don't do great against Woodruff. I mean, historically, Ian Happ's got a home run. That's it in 111 at bats as the only dog. And then uh, they're batting 225 in 133 plate appearances. So, I mean, if you do throw a Woodruff, even with a bum ankle, it'll probably do okay against us. Yeah, and, more and, more rough than wood. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, See what I did there? We could send Crawley Hendo's out there. Going, and he'd probably do all right. <laughs> Hen, yeah, Hendo's going out there against uh, Woodruff on Wednesday night, and uh, he's got a 520 ERA. Didn't pitch great last time he went out there. Only lasted four innings, four runs on five hits. Gave up a home run, but yeah, it's like you've seen, and then he gave up seven runs the time before that. So ever since like he pitched that 8.2 inning three hit gem where he struck out seven against the Padres on the road. See, we beat the Padres too, Eric. <laughs> 8.2 innings, Eric. We're just going to keep finding every obscure thing that we're the, we're, guys, we're just as good as you. 
if we list all your wins this year, this conversation will be over in about 10 minutes. Like it's going to yeah, be. No. Well, no, we 19 minutes. If you get okay. a minute per win. Um, so, and then uh, the, the Brewers have seen Hendo yeah. a lot. I mean, a whole lot. And they, uh, I mean, Christian Yelich has got two dongs. Jace Peterson's got two dongs. Wong with a homer. McCutcheon with a homer. I, you know what? But I'm calling a good game out of uh, Hendricks on this one. I mean, just fucking, you know, pack it in. The H- Hendo's going deep. It's going to be bad for the Brewers in this game. I don't know, man. I mean, Colton Wong, I, I just have a bad feeling. Like, he's batting 360 against him. He's that thorn up our side all the time. So, um, so anyway, you got kind of a scuffling Hendricks and a scuffling Woodruff. And so it'll probably be one nothing and go 14 innings somehow. And there we go. You know, somehow. But, uh, and then so fly, it, fly the L, baby. That's what's going to happen. Fly the L. Oh, God. I'm just, it's, it is an upside down seven. We all know this. So, uh, <laughs> the weather's going to be really good. Uh, hot. Uh, 88, 88, and then just because it's Chicago, it might rain a little bit on Tuesday. But uh, it's going to be hot, hot, and a little wet. And then, boom, 67 degrees. <laughs> like we're, Straight, we're going to lose 20 degrees just for no freaking reason. Everybody's going to want it after those two 88 days, especially that muggy-ass, like, wet day. They're going to yeah. just be like, give us a fucking 67. So I'm I'm thinking there's going to be quite a bit of offense in this one. Uh, any uh, any any uh, predictions here? Like what happens? Like like overall in the series? Hmm. You think you think you sweep? Are you that confident, Wilo? No, I mean we got oh. it's it's right. It's four games because four we have games. a doubleheader. Four, yeah, and, four games. And we're playing two on a holiday. They're gonna want to go out and get hammered after that game, you know. You know, I got a question. Are they going to be wearing the the camo tomorrow since they all wore it last week for some odd reason? I don't know. Is it a camo day? I don't know. I, mean, I fucking hate the we camo. We'll find out tomorrow. I, I'd assume Cubs, camo. You know, C- Cubs hat should just be camo for the rest of the season because I wouldn't want to be identified either. Yeah, with a hide in the ivy. <laughs> you can't see well, they should, Yeah, well, they should make it ivy then. Like Actually, yeah, you know what? Camo. The yeah. Cubs should petition to have their camo hats be, be ivy. camouflaged with ivy. Yeah, yeah we got to think everything. That'd be pretty good. So, uh, yeah, so uh, well, I guess we will play the temperature check drop, even though we're doing it backwards. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> yes. How, um, many, how many times, Eric, do you think the Brewers will take it rectally? Kristen Yelich alone, 35 times. Yeah, but that's just with But that's mouth. just, it, yeah. yeah, because he's, he's like, oh, we're in Chicago. More butt I'm, stuff, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going first. I say we split, I say we split the, the series. I say we split tomorrow. Okay, and- but wait. Hold on. So if tomorrow mm-hmm. they, they – if the Cubs somehow sweep the doubleheader, right, but then lose the next two, yeah, did they win the first series and lose this series, or did they split this series? I think, um, I think it'd be a split this series. Well, but right? the one game is from the beginning of the year. Yeah, we're still ca- we're, so we, I know well, because people are already counting that first one as a series win. They're they're doing that in their heads as Cub fans because we we needed this to hold on to. I feel like this is a yeah. chicken or the egg sort of fucking question here. Yeah. Well, the game did not get played till tomorrow, 
So, uh, you know, I, I consider it as part of this series a different team. There's different people on this team. Jesse Chavez was on that team. I forgot about that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Are, so, are you, uh, are you guys I'm, just canceling games for weather for no good reason still? Is that what you guys are doing? Just to give you the advantage, might, give you an extra rest day? <laughs> they do that shit to the Brewers just because yeah, the Brewers are the They're like, as long as Greg Council is there, they're going to be fucking him. It was like Bleacher Jeff complaining about his seat. Like, you never should have complained about it. Nobody would have noticed you would have fl- flown under the weight radar. Now that you've complained, we're always going to fuck with you about weather. Like, every time the Brewers come to town, they, like, they like call up the weather channel. They're like, hey, you need to put, like, a bullshit forecast in there. Just, like, put some little green clouds over the sky. We're going to call the game or we're going to move there, it back it, for two hours or something. Just about It's going to be dangerously hot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we yeah. can't play. It's dangerously yeah, high. It's too high. Gl- global warming. The lake's overflowing with dead fish. Just so um, fat, I'm going to no, say split. We split the doubleheader because that always happens. <laughs> our, we, yep. Our, our bleachers just, just like death. half of them just died. Yeah, they just died. They just got to like come in. They, they the were crushed under a cup snake. Yeah. Do the do the but, bleachers just smell like cirrhosis, or is that just how it looks? <laughs> yeah, pretty much both. Uh, you know, looks and smells. You know, really, the whole package. <laughs> but uh, you get the look and the smell. And yeah, then the, cu- the cup, the cup snake is just the mascot for cirrhosis. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I'm, I'm saying split. I'm, I'm going on. We split tomorrow, and then we win. We win the messed up rain game, and then we lose the the getaway day game. That's my prediction. I just think we win. One of two tomorrow, and then you win Tuesday. I'll tell I'm you what. saying we win okay. the Kyle start, and that's it. All right, so you, you think differently than me. I think we lose the Kyle start. What do you got? If Woodruff pitches that last game, Brewers uh, take the series 3-1. If Woodruff isn't going, our bullpen's going to be pretty taxed. Calling the guy up, he might need some help. I, I would say it is, it, it's a split if Woodruff doesn't pitch that last game. All right. That's, that's, not, that's not confident at all, Wheelo. Well, it's the Memorial Day weekend. Everybody's gonna be yeah. freaking drunk. As I shit thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were gonna get all fucking Woodruff pitches. Four zero. We're we're sweeping it. All right, let me reconsider this because I saw your lack of self esteem here. The Brewers are gonna sweep <laughs> this shit. That's what we're doing. Four zero. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beat you out. We're gonna solidify the little brother tag because that's what you guys are gonna be. The little brothers to the Milwaukee Brewers. I can't wait till we have a. I, I can't wait till we, wait till we actually split it, and then I can just like use that video drop on you. And be like, look at this Brewers fan, yeah. all overconfident, which is really a split. What how a many, loser! How many innings do I last with the uh, the Cubs are our little brother T shirt in the bleachers? Uh, it's the friendly confines. Yeah, You'll yeah. make it. Like they yeah. don't mind. Yeah, they, don't, you know. I mean, yeah. at we, this point, there are so few people in the bleachers. They might not even notice. That's not true. The bleachers is the only place that people are going, and they're just going to make the cup snakes. They don't give a fuck where the people aren't is in the stands. I mean, even then, though, there's places – like, it's not like you have to show up an hour – or I mean, if you're Jeff, you have to show up fucking five hours early to get your one seat. Yeah, But if you don't care where you sit, you don't have to, like, be there too early. Okay. Yeah, is yeah. A, are the are the bleachers pissed that uh, I made Crawley quit this podcast just because he didn't want to talk to me anymore? No, no, it's we've actually gained Patreon members since oh, okay. uh, since yeah he quit. They're like, oh thank God, <laughs> finally like, I'll subscribe. Up, yeah, I don't send know. What them to the Odyssey, send them to the Odyssey app where nobody listens. All right, <laughs> well, actually they just they just realized that 
we're losing him to somebody who pays him to do exactly what we're doing. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they literally do not have any money. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like, need to help them so badly. Craw- Crawley is getting like, you know, they're like, oh, my God, he's getting like the extra cans to take to Iowa. <laughs> Get the, or uh, Michigan to get the 10 cents. Well, we look, thanks for coming on as always. And uh, maybe we could talk about it. We're going to do a post game show after, uh, I guess that's my announcement uh, on Wednesday night after the game, we're going to do a, a post game. Yeah. So we'll I, just I, come on. We'll I will be there to brag and to rub it in your faces. Just like any other person. That's me from any other team. I'm sure they just come on here and do the same thing this year. That's just the, the thing. You are our least favorite guest. Yeah, oh, but you, know, <laughs> you get a little a little respect like right it. here. Yeah. He's, He's an, an asshole, asshole. not an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and uh, Eric, but plug your you shit. Got, what, what you got to be happy that? about that, you know? That's, we got, that's we what, got listeners all over the world. That, so that, uh, That's what all my ex-girlfriends used to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> what, plug your shit? Oh, he's a bad No, but plug your shit. What do you got going on right now? Uh, I'm going to be at the Denver Comedy Works this weekend, so come check me out there. If you're in Denver. Denver. I uh, just got wrapped up some shows at the Live Tap Milwaukee. We're doing that this weekend, then I'll be back in L.A. doing some stuff. But follow me on uh, Twitter, at Eric Wheelow, or on Instagram, at Eric Wheelow. Hell yeah, man. We uh, well, th- thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. There's your, We're doing things backwards, so we're going to play a quick commercial for Sun Ranto Swag, and then uh, we're going to... Uh, Either well, we I don't know. We can decide in, uh, whether we want to talk about the uh, the the, uh, the 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 catcher for the White Sox who was there today. Who we, I just found out got caught masturbating at Dollar Tree in uh, spring training when he was with the Blue Jays. Yeah, well, I think we'll start there. Let's get it off the rails, the or, or we can talk about the White Sox series. Yeah, but who, who who amongst us? All right, it's, 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 it's actually a Canadian loony tree. Oxford, baby. (laughs) Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve. Ride the skin-busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take gold one-eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Sunranto's swag store, you'll find vintage John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunranto.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. Sunranto.com slash swag. Guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunranto swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunranto swag is not responsible for your sex life. Sunranto swag is for entertainment purposes only. So, um, I, I, why don't we just run through these games just super quick and we get them out of the way because then because the other stuff's more fun to talk about. So there's I just think. two games. Yeah, there's just two games. So uh, let, let's start with game one. It went pretty well. Um, you know, I liked how the Cubs approach against Cueto. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, because they they even the first pitch of the game, uh, Morel broken bat single. Uh, then he stole second. They were they were running all over Grandal. Like Morel had uh, three stolen bases. 
Simmons had two. Um, Horner had one. Uh, no, Horner had three. Okay, so uh, but Wisdom got caught stealing. They're just they were running at will, and it was just nice okay. to see that they had that that game plan. Yeah, and and you know they just dinked and dunked uh, the team to death. Like it was, you know, you know, I love that shit. Um, hey, you want me to? Re- I have a poem for this one. I do not well, yeah. have one for today. Yeah, the poem. Oh yeah, the poem. We got we got to get your background music. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do feeding the ducks. I think that one worked. All right. All right. Come on now. Simmons at second is insanity. Cubs avoid calamity, but that choice I can't see. Base hits beat Cueto. Velocity and angle slow and low. Keegan Thompson can really throw. Burger bomb, well done. Angle robbed Wilson, but the North Side still won. I like that. That's a good jam. Yeah, that's called Feeding the Ducks. So make sure you look that up. Feeding the Ducks, a can of corn. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I like the approach against Cueto. Uh, I liked all, like, the, you know, the Sox defense is not good. So they were, like, throwing the ball all over the place. You well, know. we'll get into that in game two, which was a fucking comedy of errors. Yeah. Literally. And, and then, uh, but I I really like Christopher Morrell. Can we please keep him? He's a lot of fun to watch. I like his approach at the plate. He's a great leadoff hitter. I'm like, did the Cubs just accidentally find an actual leadoff hitter? Oh, my God. Like, he gets on base in millions of ways. He's got some he, pop. Like He's their 21st ranked uh prospect nobody knows him he's in fucking double a nobody knows shit they bring him up and he so he's exactly like nico horner right they just fucking bring him up nobody has any clue and the the kid is just raking and he and he plays every fucking position and he's good at those positions yeah, he's, like, in, he's, he's, he's in short he's at third he's in playing center like i'm not gonna say he's javi but yeah, he's, Javi didn't play center. He's potential Javi. Did, oh, yeah. Javi could have played fucking played center. Yeah, yeah, he could play anything. Ha- Javi could play every position. I I truly believe that. But yeah, but, but um, can we talk about the because gr- uh, we got to talk about the second baseman Nico Horner situation? Like, or, uh, or just, putting uh, Andrew. I was just going to go there. Yeah, we have to. We, we I mean, I think that's the main thing because he it was in both these games. Andleton Simmons played this, and it, this pissed me off. Like the ball went like right through his legs, and he acted like he didn't fucking care. He was just like, no. he just he went through his legs. He's like, that ball, that ball, about it now. That, that ball was a shot straight up the middle, hit his leg. He shot didn't even out turn around to see where it went, though. <clears throat> he felt he it. Care. He was, he was, he was over there. He was, he was doing that thing, like you know, when something went bad would happen when you were a little kid, and you were just standing there trying not to cry. Because your friends would make fun of you. That was yes. like, it was annoying. I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm fine. I'm not a big Angelton Simmons fan yet, but if he's going to be on the team, he should be playing shortstop for Christ's sake. Like he's a okay. Gold Glove shortstop. And here's in this is the thing. This is where this news broke. The original time that the news broke was when Gordo, in a pre-game press conference. Asked David Ross, so when Andrelton or when Nico comes back, 
He'll be at second, and Andrelton will be playing short. And David Ross is like, absolutely not. Nico, Nico Horner is our shortstop. And everybody's like, huh? What? Why? See, and that's, and that's why Gordo is so fucking good. Because I will bet anything. He knew that fucking answer was coming. He's like, I am going to let him fucking hang himself right now because this is going to be the stupidest answer anybody's ever going to expect. And Ross stepped right into it. Like, why? Okay, we know. We have been talking for a very long time about the whole Nico-Nick issue over a second, right? Yeah, there's magical Bodies coming back. Like, who knows what's going to happen? We got too many guys. Right, and, and they're both second basemen, we're, and we're kind of like, yeah, you know what? Horner needs to play second base because that's where he's the best. I don't give a shit if he was a fucking shortstop back in the day. You know, like Wilson Contreras was a third baseman back in the day, but that's not where you fucking play him. Yeah. You play him where you need him and he's good. Andrelton Simmons has never played second base. Ever. This was his first game. He's played two games now in his life. Like, what the fuck? Do you know why you play second base? You can cover it a bit. You're smart enough to know where you can go. And you have a fucking noodle arm. Yeah. Which, that's, I mean, look, Nico bulked up. And he doesn't necessarily have, like, a noodle arm. But he doesn't cover the same ground. This is not about Nico Horner. This is about why do you have Andrelton Simmons even on your team if he's not going to play shortstop? Like that was the point of getting him. Unless, but well, actually, but it, it's but the it original about, thing we said. We said he was a backup shortstop. We're like, oh, they just they just paid four million bucks for a backup shortstop because we got Nico, you got Nick. Like we already thought that was the we were going into that. We're like, oh, I guess what are they doing with everybody? I guess now Nick Magical's the DH and all the shit we well, talked about before the season started. This is somewhat about Horner, though. Like, didn't we spend, like, two seasons talking about, how, oh, well, you know, Nico Horner really should be in AAA because he just hasn't had enough of the bats, and we don't know if Nico Horner's good enough, to the point that now they're like, he's replacing he's a, a fucking gold glove shortstop, shortstop yeah. at a position that he's not as good at. He's better. I mean, you could have a, a gold glove caliber right because he doesn't have one but he was in the he was in the talk at second base with horner and simmons a gold glove winner at shortstop and then you have your kind of your best possible situation at least defensively and fucking madrigal has done nothing offensively to tell me that he should replace uh simmons and put horner over it Sure, yeah, right? Little like noodle arm? Yeah, no, it's all am, just, yeah, a am, carnival Am I of fucking insane here? In the chat, all of you, anybody listening, watching, you have to fucking chime in in the chat because I watch these games and I feel like I'm being gaslit. Like, I feel like the Russians have, have taken over my fucking feed and are telling me things that are happening on the field that aren't really happening. Yeah. So. No, I agree. It's it's kind of – and it's coming down from on high. I feel like David Ross doesn't even believe this bullshit. He's just like, well, the judge told me to do it. I don't, I don't do think it, David man. Ross is managing this team. No, I don't think so. I either. think that eight and 
two-thirds bullshit with fucking Kyle Hendricks yeah, was like, somebody yeah, sorry, calling bro. him saying, you need to get, get the fuck out, out of there. there now. Yeah, yes. I agree. I agree. Um, and then um, the only other funny thing that happened in this game was when Yasma Monty Grandal tried to score from second base and was out by a million feet from an Ortega throw. So that was a lot of fun. That was the only other funny thing hap- that happened. But the Cubs won. There was five. Five, oh, no, no, there was one more funny thing that happened. Wait, and, uh, but, but this is the second time in a week that somebody has tried to score on the right field for the Cubs and just been done. Just, been just dunked, fucking killed. Dunked on. Yeah, totally dunked on. But I, I really enjoyed this guy, uh, Captain Overreactor. Number <laughs> 32. I thought only Cub fans uh, – I thought only Cub fans celebrated uh, fly balls. I, apparently, now I wasn't really watching this game. I was listening to it on the radio, but there was a man behind home plate who I guess is a notorious Cub hater more than he's a White Sox fan because even the White Sox on Twitter were like, we hate that guy. He's the worst. And yeah. I can see why they think that because he's just out there just like screaming about everything. And it's he, like, is, dude, he, he is, is living at like 110% at all points. I'm <laughs> like, dude, you can, you can slow down. Front row, that was clearly off the bat. That was a fucking pop-up. Like, that was nothing. He threw his hands in the air. And and for anybody watching, I know you just saw it, but I'm saying this for the, the podcast listeners. Threw his hands in the air, turned around, and didn't even watch the play. Yeah, he Turned around and looked it, at yeah. the crowd with his, you know, number ones up in the air, fucking just like, Woo! I don't even have to watch. That's a homer. Oh it's my a, god! It's, it's like when you think that you threw a strike in bowling and it's really a gutter ball, and yeah. then you just turn around. And you're like, I just got, I just did it. I'm just gonna turn around and I didn't even need to watch that strike get hit. And then uh, it was just actually, yeah, that ball and got caught in the middle of the outfield, not the other, even close to the fucking warning track. The other thing I want to talk about with this game one is uh, Keegan Thompson, who did a nice job again. They stretched him out pretty good. They had him out there for 77 pitches. I was pretty surprised about that. It seemed like a long time. And then well, Efros pitched in both he's these been games. Working, he's been working towards that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that Stretching totally him out. makes sense. They they are moving him more and more. And Good. honestly, I think that he's fucking proving that he can handle that. Keegan yeah. Thompson is the fourth starter we've been looking for. Yeah, I agree. And then Efros, Wick, uh, Efros struck out the side. Then you had Wick uh, Givens pitched in this game, did well with a strikeout, uh, no runs, and uh, then, uh, David Robertson shut it down. He did have a walk in this, in, in the uh, ninth inning, but that was it. And I guess he was, he's like the default closer since he's been come back from COVID. And then you get to game two, which was just a total pitcher's duel until the end where we played some clown ball. Stroh had a I great w- outing, seven innings, three hits, two walks, two strikeouts. So he's pitching to contact. It was a lot of weak contact. Like, yeah. uh, he, you know, he definitely was the benefit of uh, some decent plays out there in the defense, but, um, but, but yeah. nobody was squaring him up. Nobody was squaring him up. Ninety pitches, which is a lot more than he gave you last time. So he came back strong. But the Cubs. But it, it's not even the ninety pitches. It's the seven innings in ninety pitches. Yeah, that's a yeah. deep fucking start for a Cubs pitcher. For really any pitcher in this league anymore. Yeah. But I mean, I was really surprised. They let him go out there, and then there he was in the seventh inning, bases loaded, struggling, and he he got uh, a strikeout, and then 
honestly, that was a fucking shot. But Simmons, you know, picked it off line drive, you know, and grabbed it. I don't, I mean, that was just, you know, that's good play by Simmons. But he made it through. I mean, you're pitching with bases loaded. You're at 80-some pitches. You're in the seventh inning of game. I mean, that's some stress and tired and, you know, and not so much the pitches, but just how long you've been out in the game. You've been talking to Crawley for an hour, like we did just a couple days earlier, so you know how that can be. Crawley talked to me earlier today, and I lost four pitches. still tired, yeah. So uh, (laughs) the hitting wasn't there today. We got out hit 10-5 to and uh, outscored 5-4 to at the end of it. The White Sox, comedy of errors, uh, two errors in this one, uh, but plus like the base running, the two plan that they committed at the end. They they tried, the Cubs were trying to lose this game so badly. They were trying to let them win. Everything they could do to let them win after David Robertson blew the first, to save the first time. Then we let Gesuckman go in there and blow it twice. Well, okay, so the, the Cubs score their one run on a fucking error. Yeah. And then the tying run happens on a ball that P.J. Higgins, who's, you know, just fucking getting his feet wet in this league. on the team, yeah. Can't keep in front of him. And it's – that's a fuck. nobody should thing, be happy yeah. about this game. No, no. It, it, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, a, it was a really well-pitched game until the end, at which point I'm like, okay, Rossi, did you, did you not understand that you actually played – Almost all the exact same. It's the exact same freaking bullpen. You go Gibbons, yeah, Robertson, Efros, and then you're like, okay, do you have nobody else in that pen? I guess not. Yeah. Guess it's, that's all yeah, they got. It's, it's the fucking circle of trust is a very small circle. It's like a bullseye. Well, and then Gesuckman finally lost it, and like I'm, I'm done with that guy. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think he's good. Like period, end of story. Like every single time he goes out there. It doesn't go well every single time. He's the guy that should be on the team to eat all the innings and bad losses. Yeah. You know, like he he can come in and, and give you three or four innings when you're just getting fucking eaten up, you know, or if, you know, you're winning by 15. I mean, that has happened. You know, then he can come in and eat some innings and save your bullpen. But yeah, you're right. He's not a guy that you put in in a leverage situation. And by the way, I turned the fucking game off as soon you as thought it was over. So did I. Dude, I, no, no, I, no. I didn't think it was over. It was a tie ball game at the end of nine. I'm done. I don't watch fake fucking. Baseball. I don't watch yeah. the Manfred man. Well, the shit's over. And We're the Cubs done. fucked it up. It, they get, fly the T, get the fuck out of there. Well, the Cubs, they they got the two runs that you're the prerequisite, you know, two runs that you're going to need, and they screwed that up, let them try to come back in. They retied it. And then after that, then they had a guy running out of the baseline, and they tried to – they would have won it right there, but that they sent everybody back to the base. And like, nobody knew even what was going on. Now they're supposed to be announcing these things in the stands. They did not announce anything. Everybody's like, what happened? Like, why is he running back across the diamond? Like, what is happening? And so, like, everybody's, like, looking at the phone trying to figure it out. Because – but they won't tell you in the ballpark where 40,000 people are actually watching the game. Nobody has any idea what happened. And they're yeah. like, I guess it was interference. Like, on who? Him or him? Like – you know, nobody knows, but uh, we had some fun out there. Uh, I showed 
Well, first of all, I showed up today. It was my 10th day, uh, the 11th day since my, uh, uh, since I was first tested positive for COVID. I, I guess the, the, so Danny was at, in, the, he was, he was, he was out there at, uh, new Comiskey, just the spread making out around. with every yeah. Sox fan he could find screaming, yelling, trying to, trying to get it down there. No, no, it's like, I'm out of, I'm out of my, uh, CDC quarantine or today is the first day right. is why I accepted the ticket. So anyway, I'm like, oh, and, and because you knew you were going to get lots of like ladies giving you kisses. I mean, that's the thing. You go down to Sox Park, baby. man. It's just, oh, yeah, it's just nothing know. but chicks, baby. So, but <laughs> especially when you show up looking like this with a 12 <laughs> jewel donuts, which I picked well, up. And, you show up to, with a dozen donuts. Yeah, I mean, I sh- I how can with, you not get laid? I showed up with a dozen donuts, and but I'm I'm like almost to the Comiskey. I'm almost to the park. I looked down at my phone, and I've got a bunch of Facebook messages. I'm like, what could who's Facebooking me right now on my messenger? And it's the guy I'm supposed to meet, my friend Lauren, who's a Sox fan, who got wasted last night, ended up sleeping in my buddy's garage in his car. And then left his phone in the car, drove home without his phone, where all the tickets are. And he's like, dude, I'm not going to make it on time. I'm like, well, I'm going to be there in five minutes. I got the dozen donuts. It's hot outside. What am I supposed to freaking do? <laughs> I got a dozen around. donuts and they're melting. Yeah. So I just freaking, so I walked around and I found like these guys. And I, oh, and uh, I should mention, <laughs> it feel fly good. It feel fly oh, yeah, girl. Fly girl. Yeah, she's in town. And this is her first time in Chicago. So we met up with her. And uh, so we had a couple – once finally he showed up and we had a, a little bit of tailgate. We only had about a half-hour tailgate. And then like, these freaking Sox fans show up with their L flags. And, uh, you know, we were hanging out with them. I gave them a bunch of donuts and because uh, they were melting hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, – and then, like, there was this asshole cup fan. Look at this woman in the Tony jersey. She just – she stood up. Like, there was something exciting going on in the game. And she stood up for it. As we all did. And then when we all sat down, like as you collectively do, sit down when it's time to sit down, uh, she didn't sit down. So people were like, yo, sit down. And she's like, no, I will stand. We're like, oh, why? Like there's nothing going on in the game. And she stood there as a matter of principle. They had security come down to be like, what is wrong with you? Why would you sit down? And they tried to get rid of her. And then there was an argument and all this shit between the guy and the security. And I'm like, and then finally, so, so they just let her stand. So she's standing. And then the game kept going. It kept going. And it was just like the cup snakes. You're standing there <laughs> holding it. And she thought she could hold her ground, but she, no, she could not. She started, knees started buckling and shaking a little bit. And then she kind of started leaning. And then she started leaning more. And then she was kind of like, had her butt on the back of the seat. And then finally she sat down. Everybody cheered. We're like, dude. And it was a Cub fan, another woman, yelled at her, said, you are giving us a bad name. And she was. So freaking idiot. Like, what is wrong with people? What, what yeah. is wrong with people? Why are people such assholes anymore? It's like, we're not telling you you fucking have to do this or we're going to fucking, like, do anything. It's just... Common fucking courtesy. Just be a nice fucking person and understand that people behind you can't see when you stand. Sit down. Yeah, she did. She did not care. So, and then on the way out, I pretended to punch uh, 
AJ in the face, AJ Persinski. Nice. <laughs> Which I, th- I think that's, there's a Ranger calendar shot right there for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? Talking about the announcers here, because AJ was the announcer with Len Casper on the Fox broadcast, I guess, on uh, Saturday. I was not watching the game. I was listening to it. I was out in the yard doing shit. Um, so I didn't realize until I watched the sort of the condensed game. And I'm like, who the fuck is like calling this game? Because I didn't hear Shabby or JD or, uh, uh, why, why can't I fucking think of the Sox guys? Um, that's oh, yeah, Ed me. Farmer. No, the, uh, the TV, uh, Oh, uh, the Steve Stone or Steve Stone. Uh, God, yeah. it was killing me because I love Steve Stone and I couldn't fucking think and, and Ben Attendee. Yeah. And I wasn't hearing ben these Tendi. guys. <laughs> That's not his name. It's uh, something like that, though. But, no, uh, it's Ben Attendee. No. It's Is Benetti. it not? Benetti. Benetti? Yeah. Ben Attendee is a player. Play for the Red no. Sox or some shit. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. I yeah. don't know. I don't listen to him that often, it but, uh, I, matter. but yeah, but I was so confused. And then, uh, I realized that it was on Fox. So that blows for everybody. But yes, today I listened to, uh, Steve stone call the game. It is wonderful. It's so nice to hear the voice of my childhood calling a Cubs game. And even though he is calling it for the other side now on, you know, down on the South side, like, yeah, I fucking hate Shambi. I hate yeah. him. And when I, well, when well, I hear never get over it too, like there's nothing, the, the guy could like save orphans from a birdie building. You're like, I don't care. He's still an asshole. No, he can do that. He can be a fucking goddamn saint everywhere else in his in the world. And I will say he's a goddamn saint everywhere else in the world. But guess what? He can't call baseball games. He's not good at that. You know what I'm not good at? Singing, Danny. Nobody fucking ever said Cotton should just sing all the time. No, nobody we all did know say that. that. No, nobody really did. Nobody say would that. say that. You know? But nobody expects me to do that shit. Shabby yeah. just needs to fucking get a different job. He needs to do, he should be doing research and giving spreadsheets to people who are better at being on the air. But he's That's got that I, nice low voice that he can use. Very nice and resonant and low. Yeah, fun. so it, it it fits a lot of categories except for the uh, except it, for the the yeah. one category that you fucking absolutely need, and that is knowledge of the game. The guy has no fucking clue. I don't know how many times every like what hey, exit, uh, exit velocity isn't baseball. <laughs> what do you mean? He'll he'll <laughs> fucking ask JD like JD. Uh, why why do you think he quit throwing all fastballs? That seems weird. <laughs> like yeah. it's always dumb shit like yeah. that. Like, what yeah. the yeah, fuck are you even answering this yeah, question? Yeah. Shut up. All right, no. uh, we're gonna take another quick commercial break, and then we will be right back um, to talk uh, about some more fun things. And then, uh, but me- make sure you put hashtag chance in the chat. Is this a third commercial break? No, it's second. There was a song. Song. Oh, okay. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. 
And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Rancho Show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link the sun ranto show is always brought to you by all of our patreon subscribers who we call the super ranters well who are the super ranters well super ranters they have their own rss feed and they get the show early and ad free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher they get bonus content uh for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's... Perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year. And... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sun Ranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash sunranto is where you sign up. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports 
and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in Drink. That's spelled like sports drink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Speaking of the monthly prize, uh, that's going to be given out on our next show on the Sunranto post game on Wednesday night for the Amazon prize. So if you yeah. use Amazon, uh, go to sunranto.com slash Amazon, click the link, and then buy crap. And, and speaking of other things that we're doing is you can go to intheclutch.com and you can get a badass shirt uh, that says Morell is a fun guy. Yep. And there I did want to – and I did want to touch base real quick on Morell. I just want to say one thing. The dude slides feet first. Have you noticed this? When he's running, I, like, not. I, I start paying attention. He does slide head first sometimes, but I have noticed he's sliding feet first a lot. And I was just kind of clocking this recently. Everyone does, like, it, it's called a Pete Rose. Because literally only Pete Rose was doing it back in the day. Now everybody does it for every fucking thing. So to see somebody sliding feet first is like interesting. Huh. Like, like I, I like I'm. Th- that's why I'm noticing. I'm like, oh my god, he he makes sense first. to me. That's why Say is out of the freaking lineup right now. He's day to day. I as last I heard, I don't know if they put him on the injury list, but. Uh, you know, what, what, that's why I say is that because these guys slide in. Chris Bryant had that situation. What goes in there, jams his pinky finger. You're going in with your hand. I don't care if you're wearing those damn oven mitts. It's still dangerous. So uh, the Cubs got yeah. a new guy to come up and uh, and slide with oven mitts. And this was kind of a surprise to me. I guess it's just because of the – he's on the 40-man. Nelson. We're, we're going to talk about Nelson Velasquez. Uh, but what I didn't know about Nelson Velasquez is, uh, let me share my screen real, real quick here is that, um, he is actually quite a multi-talented man. Uh, I just want to share this first. Um, he is a, uh, like besides baseball, besides baseball, here he is. He's a, uh, Multi uh, platinum artist. Uh, here he is performing <laughs> with his band at a concert in 2020. Got an accordion player there, bassist, guitar player, and that's Nelson oh, singing. Oh, hold on, Danny. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's Nelson. I don't think that's the same guy. No, no, it's the same guy. Check him out. It's like I looked at the picture. You got there he is right there. Nelson Velasquez. El inquieto del bailenato. Well, that's not even the same guy you just showed. I think that's From a Columbia. pro wrestler. No, no, look, he's got the accordions <laughs> back there. It's a, he's you, uh, you've never seen a wrestler with accordions? Yeah. Come on. Well, it, well I don't know. I don't and well, there's okay. the stats. They're, they're, he's been playing for uh, Tennessee. That's uh, what. What else is there to know, Michael? I, I guess he 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 spends his off time in Nashville. Well, no. He's, well, I mean, depending on when you're a musician, what is your off time? You're either a baseball player or a musician, or are you both? Like it's all on time, yeah. according to Nelson Velasquez. What do you know about <laughs> it, Michael? 
Well, let, let, let me tell you about the Nelson Velasquez that we are going to see. The, the part of his life, outside of singing uh, wonderful tunes, we're going to look at this guy. He's 23. Uh, and I was interested in this. So he was drafted in 2017 in the fifth round, number 165 overall. His scouting grades, right? This is supposed to tell us a lot about uh, the player. He, his hit tool is 45. His power is 55. His running is 50. His arm is a 60. His fielding's a 55. And overall, that equates to a 45. Look, I'm not great at math, but how in the fuck do these numbers 50, 60, work out to, to a, an yeah. overall as a 45, right? They must have not liked his accordion playing. <laughs> they, they downgraded every time he brought out the accordion. Like, not a fan. And, a and if you're wondering what these numbers mean, because I fucking wondered what they meant, I was like, what does this mean? So I went on to fan graphs, and there was this article, and it's like, the dude said, one of the main things that I wanted to do when I started writing for fan graphs is explain the scouting report. And what these numbers mean. And let me tell you, do not read that fucking article because it did not explain a goddamn thing. First off, this is the the, the little scale he gives me. It's 30 to 80, right? Who the fuck chooses 30 to 80? And it's not even 30 to 80. It's 20 to 80. But nobody gets a 20 because if you're getting a 20 you're nowhere near you're the fucking the, yeah, baseball you, yeah, right so yeah and then the other thing was he's like nobody gets an 80 he's like nobody scouts don't give people 80s usually and if you give somebody a 75 scouts get pissed off because you haven't really made a choice so you know then people do a 65 but then scouts don't like that either so you got to go to the 70. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? But it looks like but, it's got to have, I mean, an 80 equals a 320 batting average with 40 plus homers and like an 80 tool player. I mean, the 80 can run fast and fucking uh, random number. Why is it that 100 then? That's what I'm saying. Like they use this shit just to fuck with us as fans because like it doesn't make any sense. When I see a 50 up there, I'm like, well, 50 is like an F. average. If, yeah. I'm in school, you know, and it is average. But if 80s, the absolute best you can do, then it feels like 50 then being 40 average. Would be average. Then 40 would be average, but it's not because they start at 30. <laughs> which right. Then if you go from 30 to 80, it, it would make more sense that like 55 is average because then yeah. you go 25 up and then 25 so more up. And then, so like, yeah, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense because the numbers of the 80 to the 30 are completely arbitrary. What does matter is batting average. Like if you're batting 220 and you get a 30 and you're hitting three to five homers per year uh, or you're hitting 86 on your fastball, you're basically in high school. And playing doing. Major League Baseball or something. You know, like yeah. you're very, ta I mean, I don't know how they do it. And it must change over the time as they get older because so, they're talking about like 17 year old kids sometimes yeah, it's, or even it's, younger. It's yeah. absolute insanity. But if we want to go with you're saying Nelson, is, all we have to do is make up numbers and we can be scouts. Yep. Yeah. Like this guy's a 64. 
So if we want to go through Nelson Velasquez's tools, the hit tool is a 45. A 45 is technically below average. Yeah. That's a 250 batting average, 12 to 15 homers. And uh, yeah. So, okay. So hold on. How many players on our team are going to hit 250 and hit 12 to 15 homers? Like, that's below average? That's our whole fucking team. <laughs> like, well, what? I mean, yeah, but that's... what are they basing it on? The minors? Because, like, can I, I, don't I, put, know. Up, can I put up another graphic, which is Nelson uh, Velasquez's actual numbers that I screenshotted, which is just like, I, here's what I think is going on. 18 years old, 2017. Rookie league makes his way through the majors. He never really hits anywhere. He's got a 258 minor league batting average, but he stuck it out for five years. They like him. He's only he's hit 57 home runs uh, in five seasons. So you know what does that average out to? About 10 a year. Uh, he he hit some home runs last year though. Like maybe the no, numbers came up. Maybe he put yeah, something together. He, but he really but he in really broke out. He he broke out in 2021 yeah. when he led the system in extra base hits with 45. He had I total. He led the system total bases 191, RBI 73, and slugging with the 496 as he went from uh, single to double A. But the system, and, yeah, exactly, single to double A. So I'm like, led the system, but like facing who? You know what I mean? Like, well, well, Chris Morell just came up from double A, and he, he I'm all for good. it. If Nelson Velasquez comes up and does the same thing and we just have this, like, endless supply of hitters like the Cardinals did, like, I just don't buy it because I've never seen it before out of the Cubs. So Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he does year- play every outfield position, and he plays every outfield position at a uh, at a plus level, right? So well, In he- the power, look at how it, he exploded the last two years. Yeah. 12 home runs already just this year. So, like, that's why – I mean, it, this is the kind of situation where ju- they're just bringing up the hottest bat they have because why the fuck not, which I like to see. But then right. why would Jason Hayward ever come back to this baseball team? Yeah, and this guy – okay, so one of the things, the arm, 60, that's his highest score is the 60. That's a strong arm, apparently. I mean, who knows what fuck a 60 means, but – it's it no looks seventy four point six, but yeah, sixty. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think we saw today. You know, like I, I saw today Ian Happ not throw a guy out at second from left field. Yeah, because Ian Happ. I, I'm sorry, people. Everybody who thinks that Ian Happ, it, like he is a good baseball player, just in general, he's got a weak fucking arm, yeah, and the yeah. guy is a second baseman for a reason. Yeah. Like the yeah, fact right, that he plays so much outfield just boggles yeah, my mind. He never plays second base, but yeah, he is technically a second baseman in my mind, even still to the same. Like, well, he's <laughs> technically a second baseman playing left field. So um, yeah, or so, center. Is that is, all you had on Velasquez? Is is um, well, I, I mean, it's it's it'll be fun to see. Like, listen, I'm well, excited to see these guys, and who knows? Maybe he'll bring out his uh, accordion, and we can re- really see what he can do out there. So he his, he uh, plus accordion skills. No, but he, so he's a, he's a pretty good hitter. He's got plus power. Like he's when he hits the ball, he hits it very very hard. He strikes out a lot. I think we've we've heard about this guy in many different iterations. He hits the ball hard. He strikes out a lot. But 
uh, during the pandemic when, you know, he, he just worked on crushing uh, the off speed, the curveballs, the sliders, all that shit. And that's why he kind of broke out in 2021 because he actually did put the effort in. He's only 23 and he is on the upswing. So, like, I don't know. I think there's a lot to be excited about with this guy. But at the same time, we got to temper our expectations because we really don't know right now what, like our, our, you know, this is the problem with the pharmacist. We don't really know what it looks like. Christopher Morrell is five spots below him in the rankings. Yeah. The only reason it's and Nelson we Velasquez is because they wanted to hold on to him because he's on the 40 man, you know, he's already yeah. on it. So they don't want to make any roster moves and have to like add somebody to the 40 man, unless they can get somebody off of it and they can't do it right now. So that's why he's here, but Hey, give the guys his shot. He gets a big, a b- nice big payday. He can buy pizza for everybody when he goes back. Yep. Down. I'm, I'm excited to see him because I think we talked about this in the off season as well. Fuck these old dudes. I don't want to see him play. I want to see the young guys. I want to see, Christopher Morrell. I want to see Horner at second base. I want to see all these guys coming up and doing good things. The the Keegan Thompsons, the Justin Steeles, like these are the people that if you're not going to win, and trust me, people, nineteen to twenty seven, we're not winning. I mean, like we've got one more win than the Brewers have losses. It's not good. So bring up your young guys and. Give them the opportunity to fucking either blossom or die. I don't fucking mind if they die because at least they're not sitting down there and you're bringing yeah. them up later because you're like, well, this is going to be our answer. I mean, Robel, Roberos Garcia was down there like tearing up the league too. Like you might have a lot of these guys, but then when they come to the majors, there's a hole in their swing. And uh, David Elliott writes in, so he's Patrick fucking wisdom. We need two of those. Actually, we kind of, we don't need two exactly Patrick wisdoms because uh, you know, the strikeouts are too much. Makes it unplayable. We, we could use a Patrick Wisdom at like six and nine. Nice. So, um, <laughs> well, Nelson Velasquez will be there tomorrow. I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be sitting up in Crawley Land in the upper uh, left-hand corner of the uh, upper deck. So if you're around, come around. Um, uh, so I, one thing that happened today, and I was hoping she could come on the show. She's exhausted, but I wanted, I sent the link to infield fly girl. I'm like, I want to get, you know, your uh, reactions. It's her first time in Chicago. I want to get your reaction to things. Well, and, uh, but I, I but I, one thing I found out was that she grew up in Florida. And that is also where today's starting catcher for the Chicago White Sox was caught, and I, I remember this story, but, you know, I didn't put it together till today when I saw him uh, play. Uh, Reese McGuire, their starting catcher, was <laughs> caught. Uh, when he was with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto just, hey, just for everybody on the podcast who can't see this. Yeah, you say it. Danny just popped up uh, the Toronto Sun front page, and it says, carjacking which is a very scary, dangerous crime. I mean, tell me what happened to Reese McGuire uh, with his his dangerous crime that happened to him. The subheading is, uh, batter up, Jays, Reese McGuire arrested for allegedly masturbating in a busy parking lot in Florida. 
So, oh, yeah, it's uh, not a, a dangerous crime. Yeah. And I'm only a, bringing this up because he's on the White Sox, but uh, there he is in the uh, the squad car. I mean, poor guy. Like he, I guess he got caught with his pants around his ankles. He was just out there. Wait, I don't wait, know. wait. Put that picture back up. He's got his pants on there. I guess who they put let the him. fucking seatbelt on him? Uh, probably the cops. You got to secure the guy. Make sure he's okay. Gonna, yeah. Look, I'm not proud of this, but I've been in a few. Cop cars in the back seat. Nobody ever put a fucking seatbelt on me. Like no, no. They in fact, like one time I was in the back of the van and they drove really rough and we were all <laughs> fucking flying around and we're looking at each other like, oh god, we're going to jail and we're freaking gonna die. So, um, and the worst then, part is in that picture, I believe he still had a heart on. <laughs> he's like, damn it, go down, not now. <laughs> so he's, that's what he's saying before this also okay i'll i'll just i'll just rub it out real quick so i was gonna bring it so a little long but if you look it up you could actually hear it's taped the the police did not turn off their body cameras for this one and there is an actual audio recording and the poor guy but here's here's a lesson to everybody that's listening right now never talk at all Say zero things to the police because they there's will a use reason it. they tell you you have the right to remain silent. Do it. Don't talk because look at fuck with stupid reset. And the only reason I'm bringing, bringing it on this show is a because we were laughing about it because Infield Fly Girl told me today that <laughs> that that it was literally a Dollar Tree parking lot. So they they didn't that didn't make it. They just said he was at a strip mall, but I it was a I was Dollar at a Tree. Do- I was at a Dollar Tree today. <laughs> and, and i'm not gonna say what i was doing there but it wasn't that yeah so um <laughs> mcguire told police that's your first mistake don't tell police anything uh he said no one was looking uh i thought no one was i checked and i realized he said i realized what an idiot what a dumb place to be when he saw an officer approach his SUV after law enforcement was called to the scene. So they called on him. So this must have been going on for some time. And uh, the police said, um, if you're down in an apartment next to the stadium, why would you come to a parking lot just to masturbate? <laughs> Probably because he had a roommate. Well, exactly. And McGuire responded, I don't know. I just decided to park. <laughs> I realized that I made a mistake having my pants down, doing what I was doing. I really am apologetic, and I know I shouldn't have been doing this. And um, so, uh, look, look, I get it. There are urges, but at what point are you driving down the road and you're like, I can't make it any farther? Yeah, I got to pull over (laughs) to the Dollar Tree. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. I mean, the guy's young. I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, I, I enjoy Maybe that. that's so, why we're not professional baseball players. We just, we've never had that much semen in yeah, our exactly, testosterone yeah. in our bodies to make it that far. But I, I bring it up only to say that uh, when he came up late in the game with the game on the line, I did chant Dollar Tree at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Have yeah. to. Yeah, and I was like, damn, why doesn't this guy play, play left field? It would be so much easier if I could get to him from the bleachers. He's a freaking catcher now. I got to, like, get pink hat guy seats to yep. rag on this guy, yelling Dollar Tree the whole game. So, damn it. Oh, yeah. uh, just, 
the last story I wanted to get in is that you, I mean, you gotta love this. Uh, Tommy fam, Tommy fam slapping, uh, in the outfield. He's, uh, slapping oh, X cub. There's a Cubs related story. Slapping X cub, uh, Jock Peterson in the face. Let me share the, uh, See, there's there's lots of it. This has been shared over and over again. I'll play this. Like you can kind of see it here in the outfield. Uh, he's he goes up to him. Jock's standing there and just like sucker punches him. Jock turns around. He's like, "What the fuck?" Tommy Fam here is playing it again. He goes up to him. He's like, "What's up?" Now we and then he slaps him in the face. Now apparently the whole thing was over and this was shared as you can see here. You got Jock Peterson. Uh, he's, uh, showing his phone to the press and it was over a, uh, a gif of three weightlifters with San Francisco, the LA Dodgers and San Diego, all representing a weightlifter and the San Diego weightlifter gets crushed under the weight that he's trying to hold up. And, uh, apparently like, uh, what Tommy Pham took exception to that, and it was in a group chat that was about fantasy football, in which Tommy Pham was already mad at Jack Peterson for benching a player or putting him on the injured reserve, and Pham uh, was like, "That's cheating! You're stashing players." And so uh, there's all this stuff going on behind. But I guess slapping a guy is how you go about dealing with that now, like. No, fuck, and not fam? even and not even slapping a guy when you're there and ang- he's been waiting years for this. He's like, this yeah, was looking not at the calendar. He's got it circled. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> this, not, this was not like. I mean, we're talking about fantasy football here, people. So the best case scenario, of this shit was like six months ago. Yeah. You know, like. There's no like, fucking when, way. When are we playing the Giants at home? We just need to yeah. be. We need the Giants to come to Cincinnati. That fucker's getting five finger sandwich. And, and you know what? I've played fantasy football with that asshole. You know, not Tommy Pham himself, but like that guy. You know, it's like yeah, just within it, the rules, it but sucks. By yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Nobody wants you. We're just gonna fucking put zeros in the round. Everybody gets a buy because you're a dick. And nobody wants you to play because listen, people, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little fucking, uh, advice. We just gave you advice about the police. Don't talk to them. Don't talk at all. Fucking keep your goddamn mouth shut. But then, I mean, you could actually do that in fantasy football as well, but also being competitive is only good for competitive fucking professional baseball players yeah. and basketball players and shit. I can guarantee Michael Jordan might be the biggest asshole you ever meet. I fucking love everything he did on the basketball court, but it's because he's the biggest asshole in the world that he was able to do that. Being that competitive is not conducive to just civilized, wonderful, normal life you know what's fun getting together and playing some fantasy football with your friends and when your friend gives you some like fucking goofy gif bullshit you send back another goofy gif bullshit yeah and just and everybody laughs about it way yeah you don't fucking sit around and wait six months 
to slap a motherfucker. Like what? So, all right. Uh, that is, that is your life lesson. You got two of them in this show. You should really start to, uh, you know, support us on Patreon because we will give you life lessons all day if that's what you need. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to break this news, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, it, because, uh, but I've been being told in a chat that Anderson Espinoza is coming up as well. I don't know exactly what that means. I will screen share this right now and uh, we can just look at it together. Um, of Anderson Espinoza's stats here. Oh, hold on. Uh, and anybody know who Anderson Espinoza is prior to this right now? Well, it, I mean, he's got a. Uh, I mean, he was with the Red Sox. Looks like <laughs> he looks, oh, oh, playing you, over in Fort Wayne, and then he's too, too bad. Lyle showed up just to fucking kick Crawley off, and then left again. I know. Uh, he so can tell yeah, us about this guy. I mean, I've got it right here. I mean, he's a pitcher. I can tell you that. I mean, he's twenty-four years old. <laughs> he did not play between 16 and 21. Oh, yeah, this is the guy that uh, was injured and is, is coming back. He's like, he's older. Um, he's on the, no, he's not 24. How do you play, not play for five years? I think because they signed him when he was 17. Uh, but he was injured for a long time, and he was a first-round draft pick. He had a 35 uh, fastball. Yeah, I'm and remembering right it all now. He was a first. He was a first round hit, thirty five fastball. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I don't know what that fucking means. It's not mile per hour. I can tell you that. But apparently, a seven thirty one ERA and an zero and four record, twenty eight innings pit, twenty eight point one innings pitched. Although with thirty six strikeouts, is enough to get you a call to the bigs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Anderson Espinoza from Caracas, Venezuela, on his way to the big show uh, reportedly um, from a Twitter chat. So I don't know if he's going to be um, pitching (laughs) at some point tomorrow. He's certainly not. uh, He might be playing left field because Ian Happ doesn't have a good arm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Might as well because this guy is a pitcher. Like he's supposed to have a good arm. And this this in from Michael Cantor too. Um, not batter up. I read that wrong. Bader up. No, 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 no. Uh, Michael, I don't think you understand. Batter is what comes out. No, look at this. But look how they spelled it. B-A-T-E-R. <laughs> Bader up. Jays Reese McGuire. Yeah. Oh, so I just yeah. made that horrible, disgusting joke for no reason. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have to do that, but uh, <laughs> you did. Um, so uh, I also Everybody invited, forget you heard I, me say that. Uh, with all the excitement, uh, Michael Cantor was actually maybe supposed to come on the show tonight because he's got a new uh, article or series that's dropping, I think, tomorrow on Cubs Insider. So if you like the Cubs and you like reading about the Cubs, check out Cubs Insider tomorrow. Michael Cantor's hey. new work. It's like uh, it's a whole new thing he's doing. I forget what it is. But I was going to have him on and then all this excitement and, you know, um, oh, Michael Cantor says, I have COVID next week. Actually, he said, <laughs> I have, have COVID. Uh, I don't mean to laugh, Michael, but yeah. good God, everybody is just like, My, Michael, I, I almost feel COVID. like that's just, that's the new excuse. Anybody can have COVID at any fucking time. If you don't want to do anything, life lesson number three, if you don't want to do anything, 
I got COVID. Everybody will leave you the fuck alone. You just go home. Yeah, I, I wanted somebody to say, because I wore a mask uh, for most of the games today, you know, because even though I'm out of protocol, like I'm like, eh, you know, I'll just be cool. And uh, I think people are starting to get wise right now, too. They're like, hey, you know, uh, I hear my cousin's got it. My cousin's cousin's got it. Like, so when they saw me wearing a mask, like, they're just like, oh, yeah, that maybe would be smart of me to do. But the people aren't there yet. They're like, it's summer. Let's get COVID. Oh, my God. I went to a graduation party, and the whole family is sitting around in the kitchen. Just we're all looking at each other going like, is this going to be indoors or outdoors? Yeah. Should we wear a mask? Should we not? We don't know what the fuck to do. And then uh, the boys went and, and they sent us a text. It's outside. And we're like, oh, fucking thank God. <laughs> like, Because outside, it's much less. Yeah, well, you know, of a concern and, you know, but, yeah, but when I went up into the concourse in the bathroom and standing in line and stuff, I wore a mask because I was like, uh, you the know, last time I was at Wrigley wanna... was with you and your family, your sisters and your mother. And, and every time I left our seats, I put on my mask. Mm-hmm. And guess what, people? I have not had COVID yet. Yeah, well, I have not. <laughs> Going, I love. So David Elliott has written going to be a two hour show and Lyle was on only on for three minutes. Yeah. Trust me. Lyle was never the one making it go two hours. Yeah. It was never him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was always like, we need to wrap this shit up. Yeah. Get out. Let's go. Um, His wife was pissed at him. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So, uh, but now I think we can be done at this point. Uh, we've pretty much, uh, hit all <laughs> angles of what's going on for the last two days. <laughs> I mean, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we look, people. You know what you're getting when you come in here. This is this is a fucking fan pocket. We enjoy the fuck out just of like talking about the Cubs. So yeah. being annoyed with the shit that they do, you will not get any more in depth than this, right? Like this is the fucking real deal. I mean, you'll get more math everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> And, but, and, and and where do you get, I mean, get where do you get, get background music that's as good as this? Oh yeah, and you know that I dropped the math on you earlier. I said it's a twenty to eighty scale, baby. But then the scale only goes thirty to eighty, and then we don't use thirty, and we also don't use eighty, baby, yeah. because or it's math. It's yeah. math. It's math, and we saw. Man. Eight scores above 45, but 45, 45 was the average. That's George Bush. I mean, it's just math. That's motherfucking math. Trump, number 45. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stop playing music because obviously we get off the rails when that happens. Um, use Go to intheclutch.com uh, forward slash Sunranto. Use code Sunranto. Uh, for 10% off on that website. There's a lot of cool cup shirts there, including the Clark uh, Dick one, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is really just uh, unwearable. I told that to Billy. I'm like, I'm like, I can't, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, where am I going to wear that? Like there's kids everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, and even if there weren't kids, like adults would don't want to see that either. Like, like what? No, nobody likes you. It is, it is disgusting. And it's disgusting. amazing that his boss was like, yeah, let's, let's do go. That. Let's go with it. Yeah. And, and Cup fans, they're, what do they think of us? It what makes me so think of us? You know, that somebody was like, 
They think sure. that little of us. Yeah, it's so bad. Let's buy, just buy this one, though. Christopher Morell is a fun guy, or the uh, We Need More Cups. I like this. This one's on sale. It's only 20 bucks. It, only 18 bucks if you use the code SunRant. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's TFC out of here, and then we'll do the oh, chance. Yeah. I remember. Oh, the TFC. Chance. I forgot about the TFC the and the TFC chance. Let's do it. And then chance. You want chance there first? Yeah. Or? Uh, no, no, we'll TFC first so I can forget about the chance again and uh, <laughs> piss everybody off for fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will uh, I will go because mine's not super strong, but I did enjoy it. Uh, this is, this came from the Reddit Shy Cubs uh, subreddit because, I mean, come on, whenever you get that many Cubs fans, it's going to be a little bit of a shit show. But this guy, uh, the fake Tim Shady says, uh, the pleasure is greater than the pressure. The newest thing that cracks me up about this fan base and the people who cover the team is saying that there's a roster crunch. <laughs> yeah, totally. You literally have maybe six guys worth their jerseys. Simmons, Ortega, Frazier, Hermosillo, VR, Hayward, Giselman could go tomorrow and you'd forget they were ever here. And then... He actually responded to himself because I guess he felt like he, he had to he, he had to get, clarify. He did get funnier though. Like this is a good line. Yeah. yeah, he had to clarify what he was saying. I don't have room for any furniture in my apartment. I'd have to get rid of some of my sixty ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that makes the point so much better than the first one. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> roster crunch, quote unquote. So uh, they're going to have uh, Pride Night and at uh, in Milwaukee. And I want to br- bring this on when uh, Eric Wheeler was on. Because here's the thing, is I used to go – this show's been on for 10 years. I've used to – I used to go to find uh, these flexing cubes um, to – uh, every time I saw like a pride night or something like that, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, oh a my fucking, God, yeah. yeah. All these fucking dudes are going to be screaming out of their faces about this shit. Dude, the and BFIB so, is the yeah. worst, but surprisingly there wasn't much there. And that is a good thing. That means that's we a are, great thing. Yeah. So that means we're moving into society in the right direction. In fact, this is what uh, happened. So there's this guy and they're having pride night and on pride night, they're giving away a clear mini backpack, which is regulation to bring in because now apparently be- because of COVID, you can't have big backpacks anymore, which makes and no you have sense. to be like able people- to see inside of them. Yeah, because of because co- you might have COVID inside uh, your, uh, <laughs> and your if bag. It's clear, yeah, if we'll it's clear, it. you'll see the COVID hiding in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and, anyway, like <laughs> we have all these dumb new rules just like since ni- like after I know a lot of people that listen to this show weren't around after 9-11, but all of a sudden they're like, hey, bunch of guys threw planes in buildings. Now you have to take off your shoes. And you're like, what? Why what does that have to do with anything? So this is the similar situation, which you just get security, uh, more security in theater and bullshit. But anyway, they're having pride night. And uh, I thought I was going to find a bunch of bullshit. I did not. And uh, what I did find was this handsome man uh, holding a, a, a clear backpack with rainbow uh, uh, straps on it. And that's what they're giving out on Pride Night. Didn't find anything except for this comment, which is, is this Milwaukee's top gay? <laughs> <laughs> that from Phil Cuzzy or Cuzzy underscore Phil. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he, has, he has won the, the honor of being of I'm gay. Milwaukee's top, top gay. gay. <laughs> I just I I just I really cracked me up. So that's the kind of thing I'm finding on those threads these days, which I'm so happy about. That couldn't be better. Right. Like if that if that's the like worst thing that you could find that you want to like say something about, like that's a that's a wonderful thing. We are uh we are very pro gay, pro sex, pro all sorts of uh, fun things. I don't give a fuck what anybody does. We're just into fun, really right? it comes down to. I don't give a fuck. Um, so uh, here's my last one. And uh, this is just, uh, we can all relate to this one, Cubs and Sox fans. And this one comes from uh, Augustine, who said, the White Sox were more fun when Rick Renteria was manager. <laughs> he got 248 <laughs> likes on it. So like, <laughs> resonating. And I was like, man. If only, if only, poor fucking Ricky. I will never, every time I see that dude's name, I can never forget the fact that he went to his Cubs uh, interview wearing sweatpants because he had apparently just had like a, uh, like a hernia surgery or something so he could wear regular pants. So he showed up in just like sweatpants and just looking like shit. And they're like, the Cubs are like, yeah, I guess we'll hire you. <laughs> well, that's more than Reese McGuire showed up in. <laughs> well, actually, carjacking. Reese McGuire would have been better off if he had been wearing sweatpants because he could have just pulled those sh- shits up and just been. I gone. wasn't doing nothing. I was adjusting. Yeah, come on. It's hot out here. It's Florida. Yeah, yeah, you know, and if, you look, if you look <laughs> at that transcript, yeah. you look at that transcript and, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry I had my pants down. Is this like, I don't know, a, a six-year-old peeing at a urinal? The fucking pants are all the way at the ankles? <laughs> I don't know, people. I can masturbate without taking my pants all the way off. <laughs> Just, I don't know if you wanted to know that, but no, now that we're here, really let's, know, yeah. let's talk about how far our pants no, need to come off. Let's, <laughs> let's not. Let's, if, if you want to talk about that, then buy this shirt with, the, with, with Clark. Uh. Right. See, this, is, this was Reese McGuire's problem. He went the Clark way, took his pants all the way off. Yeah, just went out there full flagrante. <laughs> God yeah. damn, that could be Reese McGuire's new avatar on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling he's trying to forget that's all ever really happened. But we're not going to let that happen. Well, not as I mean, long I, as he's on the White Sox <laughs> <laughs> or on the Cubs for that matter, because that's even more near and dear to us. So uh, thanks for uh, everybody for watching. We got two with the Brewers. We'll be back Wednesday night after the game. Uh, come join us. That'll be a quick one. We'll see who shows up for that one. We just never know anymore, do we? Um, but it'll be. <laughs> it's it's Danny and me and, and two hours of fucking just. Two hours of, of Reese McGuire. Um, <laughs> so, no, we'll, which, which is why he got caught. Took him two hours. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Dollar Tree. Just get in and out. <laughs> Probably chafing like a motherfucker. So I'm going to play the Stroh song again, uh, and then uh, that'll be the end of our show. So thanks for showing up. Spookog, everybody. Spookog!
Turkish Roman takes the field, you're about to get served. Other teams' runners won't get around third. Top for the show. He came to throw. Cuffy's got throw, 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 throw. Helping out kids with like doesn't measure heart. When Strowman pitches, he is always throwing darts. Top for the show. He came to throw. Cuffy's got throw, 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 throw. We got an awesome pitcher in Chicago, the first to wear number zero. He was pitching for a while with Toronto, played with the Mets a year ago. No one can blow, but Marcus knows to keep it low. Pit boy control, throw his gun to strike him out and take a little stroll. Does his thing when he gets on a roll, throws the heater and it explodes. Wrigley Field and out to the road, swing and miss when he's in beast mode. Off that chain line of HDM exposed, never gets tight when he's down three. And oh, switching the pitch from the fast to the slow Retire 27 in a row Marcus Stroman takes the field You're about to get served Other teams' runners won't get around third Time for the show, Time for the show. He came to throw Cubby's got throw, 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 throw Helping out kids with like doesn't measure heart When Stroman pitches, he is always throwing darts. Time for the show. show. He came to throw. Cubby's got throw, 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 throw. We're going to root for Marcus Stroman. He's got millions of fans across Chicago land. Cheer it up in the stands. Don't make October plans. We'll be World Series champs. Cause Marcus is the man. Marcus Stroman takes the field, you're about to get served. Other teams' runners won't get around third. Top for the show, he came to throw. Cubby's got throw, 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 throw. Helping out kids with a dozen measure hearts. When Stroman pitches, he is always throwing touch. Top for the show, he came to throw. Cubby's got throw, 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 The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.